Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about summer treats, old episodes, and we have part one of our interview with Sam Chilton and Amy Best from Peering at the Rabbit Hole. Hello, welcome to The Kindness Project podcast. Uh, I'm joined by a man who seems to be taller than me today. <laughs> it's Chris Dames. And I'm joined by Gail, who is, for some reason, talking like a robot. Um, it's Charlotte Dames, who's also sitting on a little uh, bar stool <laughs> that I can spin on like this. That's good fun. Nobody can see what's going on here, podcast listeners, because this is an audio medium. But what I'm actually doing, and what the reason she is, she's rubbing it over, is because uh, I'm just spinning her on a, on a bar stool, which is fun. It's too warm for this. It, it's too warm and not really um, aligned to an audio podcast, is it? Me just spinning you on a bar still. But we've done, we played videos and laughed at the moment. I'm a little bit dizzy. Are I noticed the dizzy? heat. Have you, ever, have you ever played that game where you've got to put a like? A, a, I can't do that. Have you ever played that game, Russ? We are, sorry, we are joined by the man who is the true beating heart of the Kindness Project, um, uh, even though his liver's not working too well these days, it's Russell Dames! What's that about doing that? Now, I've told you not to tell anybody about me liver trouble. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with that? I've got to know. Do you think I actually map out these intros? In you used to. I used to. Are you, I used to spend actual decent time mapping out all my introductions. Why are you just spinning a stall? Were you not getting engaged in the podcast? Sorry, my room was that other one. Um, so, so, yeah. Um, uh, uh, but, I think it was mine. I was just like, you know, we'll just go with it. It'll be funny. But now we're so many episodes in, I am running out of things that I can introduce both of you on, really. Um, but, yeah. And to be, to be frank, guys, you let me down last podcast interview, uh, last podcast episode, <gasps> both of you. Um, because normally when you're on Mars and Charlotte's on, I normally get a little bit more uh, of a of a gentle ribbing. I've got no gentle ribbing. It's outside. too warm to rip into you today. <laughs> it's too warm to rip into me. Can you make more of an effort, Mars? I'll try and make an effort. Thank you. Appreciate that. Right, let's move on to the question of the podcast yes, first and foremost. Because um, uh, it's so hot today. You know what? There was only one question I had to ask, and we don't know what the temperature is going to be when their listeners listen to this. Um, Currently, it is 28 here. Wherever Russell is, I don't know where it is. How, how hot is it up where you are, Russ? Yeah, it's about 28. Um, I mean, it's not as hot, hot as yesterday, because yesterday it was 32. Hot. Yeah. Um, but as it seems to have uh, reached summer, what I'd like to know is, what's your favourite summer treat? What's the thing you have in the summer uh, more, more than anything else? Charlotte? Ice. <laughs> just, just, just ice? I don't have ice any other time of the year, but what, it's always in my glass in the summer because I hate the heat. Um, how about uh, an ice on the body? How about just, uh, you know what I like? Just some ice in a bag or in a tea towel just held on your body somewhere to cool you down. You ever tried that? No. You ever tried that, Russ? I no. just got to Sorry? I've tried frozen peas. Frozen peas. Where are you putting frozen, frozen peas? When, when I hurt my knee, I, I applied some frozen peas to it. Did it work? 
Yeah, it did. It made it feel better, yeah. Amazing. Brilliant piece of tasty. I, I just I hope you don't hurt your private pet areas because I'm not coming around your house for dinner. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. What uh, what's your favourite? Um, uh, apart from peas on your on your knee or your private parts, what's your favourite summer treat? I like. You consider peas on your private parts a summer treat, Russ? Is that I what we're it. saying? I don't. I thought he was supposed I'm to be ripping into you and I don't know what around. That is true. I'm just poking the bear. The bear doesn't need poking. I like a tropical smoothie. So, mango, pineapple. Well, what's in the smoothie, Russ? Talk us through it. Mango, pineapple. Uh, We usually buy it frozen so that we we, we don't really add ice. And we add some of that uh, almond milk. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You are talking my language, smoothie bites. I'm going to go straight route one, either a mint magnum mm. or a 99. No, an oyster. But the only problem with an oyster, and the one I had the other day from the ice cream man who came around, I had uh, a flake and nuts and chocolate sauce on this oyster. The problem is with an oyster is you've got to eat quick enough so it doesn't melt in your hands. I don't know why people are overlooking the legend that is the Nobbly Gobbly. Are you talking about Russell's pea-covered bits again? Is that, is that, Russ, is that what you call your Nobbly Bubbly? This is just out of order. <laughs> Russ, stop backing around with your Nobbly Bubbly on, 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 on a podcast recording, all right? We had this what? discussion last week. No talk about people's bits. <laughs> right. I, I will, Russ, I promise uh, I will not talk about your Nobbly Bubbly again. Excellent. Today. <laughs> uh, There's uh, no stopping there, is there? Um, uh, so, go on, Nobbly Bubbly, talk through that. Do you know what Nobbly Bubbly is? I can't know. Is it, what is it? It's those lollies, and it's like chocolate ice cream in the middle, and it's got the wrapping around the outside with all the little um, circular sprinkles on it. And I just love them. I've always loved them. But... What are you describing again? No. <laughs> um, An Nobbly ice lolly that I've had as a child since I was a child. Bubbly. Does it beat a Magnum, though? Yeah. Does it beat a Magnum? It's got more It's got more fun than a Magnum. Magnum's just plain. It's just like... No, it's not. Because it's, it's not, because it's got, like, the, the crunchy... I, I think Magnum's more sophisticated. Um, exactly. I'm not sophisticated. I'm, I'm a child. <laughs> well, you're not. I am a child. I'm not animal. ready to accept the fact you are, that I'm nearly You are an on adult. the road driving a car. You are nearly an adult. But the I fact, can start the car and the, stop the car. I mean, fine. the ridiculous thing is I've gone for a sophisticated Magnum and you've gone for a childish, knobbly, bubbly, when in actual, in actual fact, it should be the other way around, shouldn't it? Let's be honest. That's because you've got a bit of delusions of grandeur over there, aren't you? Exactly. I think I'm sophisticated. I think I'm a jazz-loving sophisticate, but in reality, I'm, just uh, I'm just a, a man but, who life laughs at the name of an ice lolly because it's just got knobbly bubbly exactly in it. Right. You so laughed yeah. at that damn Mark cartoon because the man had a long knobbly bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have a non-nobbly bubbly? He did, yeah. Oh. We, we oh. had this discussion literally less well, than sweet. an hour ago. I know, but um, uh, I've, I've, it's unsophisticated to talk about other men's nobbly bubblies, isn't it? <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Um, uh, anyway, we, we inst- you know, 
I've, I've lost words. Instead of us talking about knobbly bubblies, what I'd like you to do is share your um, stories of um, what thing in the summer makes you smile. So is it donuts along the beach? Is it a cool ice, you know, Aperol spritz? Is it whatever it is, we want to hear about your things that are your favourite summer tree. And you can get in touch with us using this method. At Twitter, we're on at All Kindness. If you search us on Facebook at The Kindness Project, we should come up. If you search us on Google, The Kindness Project, the website should come up. If you email us at over at thekindnessproject.co.uk, we should come up. If you search for us on any other platform, don't bother. This is not the dark ages anymore. And if you'd like to write to us by post, just... Uh, Put knobbly bubbly on an envelope, put bang it in the uh, post box and see where it gets to. I mean, what? Russ was pointing now. You know what? I'm just thinking right now. Go on, Russ. One day I'm going to call Microsoft Paul from last time and the gazer's going to say to me, it's your knobbly bubbly, mate. <laughs> you know what's weird, right? And, and we've, we've had this a few times on the podcast. People use jokes that we've made on the podcast out of context. And, and they'll turn around and go, oh, no, it might be a joke that we made in episode 72 that they've listened to. And I've forgotten that we were joking about... Um, Barry and Beryl. Barry and Beryl. Oh, Barry and Beryl. Or, or, or the fact that we had a guest presenter that was just called Wizzy Super Pedals or something like that. What was Mike's nickname? Oh, yeah, Wizzy Super Pedal. <laughs> Commander Wizzy Pedals. Commander Wizzy Pedals. And, and people come up to me and go, Chris, do you like? Do you remember when you talked about like Barry and Beryl? I was like, no. Don't. No, so, you so. don't remember Barry and Beryl. I, 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 I'd always remember the Barry and Beryl episode, but we've, we've talked I about... I thought it was a bit of a... Yeah, I mean, a like in, in, a hundred, in a hundred episodes time, somebody might come up to me and go, do you, uh, do you remember that time when you were talking about Marshall using peas on his knobbly bobbly? And I won't. <laughs> I just won't. It'll be... Hey, two of the most downloaded episodes. The third one was the bus to Cranham. When we just talked about a bus ride to Cranham, that was uh, that was a good one. Who was our guest? Because we don't want to take all the credit. For, I, I can't uh, remember who the guest was on that one. But you 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 can remember the bus ride to Cranham. Anyway, uh, we'd like to hear about your favourite summer uh, fair. Uh, shall we crack on the show? Let's do it. So this week, um, we've got Sam and Amy on there. Sam and Amy run an amazing podcast um, uh, tackling issues of mental health. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that actually the conversation about mental health is getting better over yeah, generations. Yeah. What do you think? Do you I think, yeah, it's definitely definitely going in a positive direction. Um, I mean, I think there's also still more work that needs to be done. And, there's... 100%. and part of that is making sure that we have more... Um, proper conversations about mental health and actually we're more open about sharing our own mental health challenges um, and Sam and Amy are doing their part to make sure that, that uh, we're in a position where we talk about that a bit more so uh, in this the first part of our interview 
uh, Sam and Amy share the uh, aspirations for the podcast, why they started it, and share some of the subjects they've been talking about. Should we have a listen? Let's do it. Thank you for coming on, as I say. Before, um, I know who you are. I've listened to the podcast and I'm loving it. Um, but for our audience, just tell us a little bit about you. Do you start, Sam? Oh, all right. Okay, I'll start. So I'm Sam. Um, I'm an evil recruiter in the world of, of legal. Um, I'm, what, nine months married to Chilt, who features on the podcast quite a bit, bless him. Um, massive animal lover, cat fan. Um, I have had probably a lifetime of... Uh, mental health issues that I haven't really realised. Um, probably the last five years, um, spent a lot of time looking after me because I've got three different chronic illnesses, all manifest with some symptoms being around depression and anxiety. Um, but uh, at the moment, going through my mental health journey with um, probably more success or more positivity than negativity at the moment, which is great. Um, and I had some treatment for um, secondary PTSD. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, I'm going through a good patch, really good patch. So I'm enjoying it, if that's the right phrase. Yeah. And Amy, tell us a little bit about um, your story. Yeah, so my name's Amy. Um, I'm also an evil recruiter. Um, I'm probably on the slightly nicer side as I'm uh, an internal recruiter. So I'm based in the law firm, um, which is good. Uh, I'm an avid gym goer. Um, I love playing football. I play for Chigarasi, um, which is great. And I was recently diagnosed with bipolar. Um, type one uh, sorry type two uh, bipolar last year um i've probably suffered with my mental health you know over the last sort of three or four years um but prior to that i actually had you know no what i can say obvious mental health issues um and and that's kind of why we me and sam wanted to start the podcast and you know reach out to, to other people suffering with with their mental health talk to me a little bit about that sort of um what what you think triggered it so you say you were sort of you, you I suppose mental health is on a you know we're always sort of trying to cope with ensuring that we've got more positive mental health but you said that three or four years ago it felt like a bit of a trigger what was it you think that that sort of changed for you it's a bit of a weird one actually Chris because I suppose I look back now and, you know, kind of like what Sam said, I'd always suffered a little bit of my anxiety. You know, it does run in my family. My mum my suffered with her mental health. Um, on my dad's side, there's been mental health as well. Um, so I'd probably always suffered slightly, but I'd say the real trigger for me was about two years ago when there was a real change in my personal circumstances. Um I started a relationship with my now girlfriend um, after only ever dating men. Um, okay. So it was sort of that, you know, sexuality thing uh, that was sort of going on. Um, I'd recently got a new job at the same time. I then moved house. Um, there was other things going on in my personal life, you know, looking back upon my past that had happened. And I think it all just kind of kind of came to a head and it was just that trigger for me that sent me into a downward spiral yeah it's that change then shifting you into a different place mentally right yeah massively yeah, yeah. and and talk to me about because 
I mean, you say you're evil recruiters. I mean, we are, <laughs> like, as perceptions go, I'm a financial advisor. I mean, you can't get any worse than that, let's be honest. Um, but um, I, hopefully we do a bit of good in the world as well. That's what I think. Anyway, I think the perception yeah. and the reality might be a, might be two yeah. fundamentally different things. Um, but talk to me about, firstly, how you met, but also how you got to a point where you were comfortable sharing quite personal stuff together, yeah. but also then deciding to get to the point where you started sharing it more openly. So we met three years ago, four, nearly four years ago. Um, Amy three CV years, yeah. landed, three years ago, Amy CV landed on my desk. Um, and there was something about it that I quite liked. Got her in, got her in for registration. Um, slightly fell in love with Amy. Like, we use this this falling in love with a candidate quote in recruitment very flippantly. It's not like proper falling in love at all. But you just meet someone. And she really reminded me of me. Um, there's quite a few years difference between Amy and I. What, what are we on? Are we on about 18 years difference? Yeah, probably about 18. Yeah. Around about could... 20 for, for argument's sake. <laughs> no, am I joking? <laughs> why, why not round it up? I mean, you, I mean, Amy, you could have rounded it down to 50, but you didn't. I'm loving that move. <laughs> she's now been around my most recent birthday. She's up to 50 just because it makes it easier and she's nearer 25. That will be the real shocker. But we so we were working with Amy as a candidate and then um, we had a need in, in the agency I work in for some sort of some sort of assistance and help. And I spoke to my MD and said, look, we've got Amy and we'd met her when she came in and registered. And I said, she doesn't want to do consultancy work. She's tried it before, doesn't like it. So we had to do a bit of a sales piece, sell it as a real interim role. Three months later, she sat opposite me, absolute dream team. We like not just the banter, but we worked together so well. Um, the money I was making, and it shouldn't all be about money making, um, but I could see what a positive impact she was having. Sadly, a couple of our clients needed a new in-house recruiter. Internal recruitment started to become a bit buzzy. So sadly, um, we placed Amy with one of our clients. But we, between Amy and I, we continued the, we didn't just stay client and consultancy. We actually became more friends outside once yeah. she moved on. Um, and we just stayed in touch really yeah, we yeah. just I think I think that's fair to say isn't it do you want to do the next bit Amy about how we came up with the the podcast I think that's fair I've done the meeting bit yeah so I suppose it it happened at different times for myself and Sam um you know mine happened quite early on during Covid um and I had quite a long period of work um, so I didn't go into work I think it wasn't in the office obviously no one was but I you know I completely shut down from work so I had a long period where I was actually off work um, and obviously working so closely with Sam as a contact in, in the business world but also as a friend um, there was many of occasions where I kind of reached out to her and, and had that conversation to, to say why I wasn't well um, and it got kind of past the point of being able to hide it. You know, I, I wasn't off for a cold. I wasn't off because I had a migraine. It was weeks yeah. upon weeks. So I was very honest and, and open about 
what was going you know me and Sam had some really good conversations and at that time I suppose upon reflection now and I think it's fair to say in regards to Sam that she was probably going through it as well yeah hadn't quite come to the realization of the fact that perhaps she needed some professional help um and also I wasn't in that place either to perhaps probe Sam on on what was going on um it was only later in the year that Sam reached out to me and said shit like Amy sorry to sorry to swear um but Amy like this is you know this is happening to me as well and yeah and, and we had that conversation and it was it was really good it was a really good conversation where we both sort of had that realization that you know mental health can happen to anyone um even with that, you know, 20 year age gap, um, it, it can hit anyone and it can hit at any time. And, and that's where the sort of mutual understanding came from. And, and then we kind of, you know, over a sort of cup of tea and a, and a virtual chat over Zoom, we, we come up with the idea of, you know, if it's helped both of us having this conversation with each other, who could it help if we put it out there? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah, I mean, sorry to oh Chris, sorry to interrupt. Amy does do a blog as well. And that's yeah, how sorry, this, I should have said that. All, yeah. This all started. And I'd been reading her blog and we'd been having these amazing little Zoom chats. They were never on the telephone. And Amy used to say, I don't want to do it on what you know, I don't want to do just messages. Let's have a Zoom. Let me see your face almost. I want to talk to you. Um, and it was just during one of those Zooms, we just we've been so open and honest. And I had all these questions about antidepressants because my hair started changing texture, which might not mean much to many people, but for me, seeing my hair go from being nice and shiny to lank and I can't wash it, you know, if I wash it, it still looks dirty. I was like, Amy's, what's going on? Like, and she'd yeah. be like, yeah. it's your antidepressants. Or I slept for two weeks. The minute I started taking antidepressants, I was sleeping 20 hours a day, which is, I still laugh because I suffer with chronic fatigue, but I could still sleep even more than I ever have done before. And Amy was like, but this is, this is your body getting used to antidepressants. It needs this chill out time. And I think Chilts could have probably told me that, but would I have listened to him? I needed somebody that could go, this isn't unusual. And yeah. I'd be like, but why did no one tell me this? Why did nobody say the antidepressants might be really positive on one side, but actually there could be some side effects that aren't just about numbing your feelings. They could be doing things sort of a bit more internally which then come out sort of physically different to what you had before yeah i suppose potentially one of the reasons is despite us making amazing amounts of progress towards having really sensible grown-up conversations about mental health we've still got a way to go right definitely i i think yeah no massively um i do think uh, I do think that nowadays there is le- becoming less stigma um, around mental health, but the only way you're ever going to break barriers, you know, d- d- down from for, for anything, not just mental health, is by talking about it yeah. um, and normalising things as much as possible. And it is happening and we are seeing changes, but it's only through, you know, myself and Sam doing things like the podcast and my mental health blog. I had people reach out to me who... I hadn't spoken to in years um I went to uni with them some of them I went to school with and it was just nice to hear that 
one, I wasn't alone. And also the fact that people felt they could talk to me. Um, and it is an eye opener because it does make you feel like, wow, like what I'm actually doing is, is, is helping people. Yeah. But, but Amy, not only, I, I, you know, again, I, I've got my own personal opinion on it. Not only are you alone, we're probably, you know, all of us are probably in the majority of having mental health challenges at some stage uh, in our lives, right? You know, so so I think the more we open up, the more we normalise some of those experiences that we might go through, the more that we can have sort of intelligent grown-up conversations about them. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's yeah. a brave, it's a brave thing to do in terms of in terms of sharing the experiences that you've gone through. Tell me about the thing that you felt was most difficult to share on the podcast. For me, I haven't found it difficult because it feels like we're doing this. We're just chatting. Yeah. It, you know, it's my friend and someone who is going through a similar, albeit different journey. And every time we do an episode, I go away going, my God, I didn't know that for Amy. Or if I did know it, maybe because I wasn't very well myself I hadn't sort of recognized it and, and held on to it the thing I find most difficult is we were talking about this just before we, we started this conversation between Amy and I I have to do the recording at a certain time because the and we took a break after six episodes because I wasn't very well and I'm so glad Amy instigated it because what we what's really easy to do is we think we're doing this great thing and we're helping all these people and we're talking about mental health but actually if we don't look after ourselves the podcast is going to be useless so anyone's listened to the one about um where i talk about i feel mental health medication should be free i get a bit ranty and my friend said you've got really ranty and i was like it's a friday afternoon i was tired it'd been a long week at work we're never doing a Friday afternoon recording ever again. <laughs> it's funny. We um, do two, two, two points on that. Um, funny enough, I'm writing the book about the podcast at the minute. So I'm writing the Kindness Project book. Um, as I'm writing it, it's, I'm 40,000 words in and it's sat at the bottom of my sort of Word documents for, for about eight months because the editing job is the one that I'm trying to avoid. Um, but I'll get around to it eventually. But chapter one is being kinder to ourselves because it's that old, yeah. uh, it's that old uh, sort of example. You know, if you're on a plane, what do you do? You Like if the plane, uh, something happened, you, your oxygen mask for, falls down you make sure you're okay before you look at helping other people and it's so important making sure that that you you yeah. do that one one thing i think you mentioned it before we started interviewing uh, amy is that cathartic nature of just talking about this sort of stuff and they're just talking could be an amazing release have you both felt that yeah massively i mean the just going back to your other question, Chris, the thing that I found the hardest is reflecting on the place I was in. Um, you know, there's times where I sort of talk to Sam and I'll be saying something and I'll be like, oh, God, that, that actually was how I felt. And it's so yeah. different, so hugely different to how I feel this year. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's a month today to the date. So I went into hospital July the 25th last year. And I look back and I think, wow, 11 months ago, 
look where I was and look how far I've come. So, I, I, you know, that's the hardest thing for me is when reflecting on it, it, it can be quite difficult in that sense. But in yeah. regards to talking about it and, you know, having open and honest, honest conversations, I find it therapeutic. I find it very, yeah, therapeutic. I feel like actually it's it's good for me to realize how far I've come um, yeah. and it, it's good for me to to reflect on that so yeah definitely so talk to me a little bit and again I'm going off script because I did send you some questions through but because I'm quite <laughs> curious we'll go should we ignore the script for a little while and just oh, yeah. talk, talk about something else so so here, here's here's what I'm curious about so you talk about this sort of stuff uh happening last year um and you know you know, nobody, no, 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 nobody on these calls lived through anything like lockdown or COVID or anything like that. I suppose what I'm interested in, particularly after listening to a few episodes, is whether COVID was the sort of thing that potentially pushed her over the ledge, or lockdown was the thing that where you thought, you know, or was it? gave you like you had a really super busy life and then it gave you more time to contemplate mental health would you think what do you think on that what are your thoughts i i completely think it was the, the, you know the second part of what you said i do think mental health has always been within me but i've had um, me and sam spoke about this actually last week we, we've had things to keep us busy well I, um, I've, I've heard you talk about that on the podcast actually yes yeah. yeah it's that like keeping busy to to avoid thinking about it yeah yeah exactly that and I know Sam you've you've struggled with that haven't you the most yeah definitely but I I think it, I genuinely believe that lockdown saved my life oh 100% because right. I think as much as my so my my trauma that led to my PTSD was six years ago but because of the life I led I didn't have to deal with it. I say I didn't have to deal with it. I didn't deal with it. And I'm in this busy job and I can give my all to it and it's really sociable and I can go and put my mask on. Yeah. And when I'm feeling tired and a bit ratty, I can blame it on my chronic illnesses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm a great believer that mental and physical all go in one anyway and it's, it's getting a balance. And what COVID and lockdown enabled me to do, A, a work stripped away from me. I went, you know, I'm, I am my job and it was taken away from me. But also, um, Chilts and I had our wedding booked for the May 2020. And from the beginning of the year, we were getting to the point we were about to pay balances. And then COVID came in because, you know, we were less than 12 weeks away from the wedding. Everyone wanted their money. COVID came in. We then cancelled. No, we postponed. Then we to the June and then we cancelled then we changed location then we booked it but didn't know what it was going to look like and we had to change all and all these little things were just building and building and building in my head but kept me busy so the work yeah. bit wasn't so bad for me it was after the wedding no work or minimal work no wedding that was my head just exploded everything came out but because of lockdown, I wasn't having to make, as, as Amy said, you're not having to lie to anyone. You're not having to hide because you're not seeing anyone. You can yeah. just concentrate on you. That's, but then likewise, I don't want people to feel because we're not in lockdown as much and hopefully won't ever be again that they can't recover. For me, it was the best way 
but that's but because of me the, and my mental health. But finding the time away from that busy life to contemplate your mental health is important, is what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. And it's and it's yeah. giving it that daily. So I I had a little realization. I've not done this for a while. And we do talk about this on the podcast. I want mental health to be like physical health. If you wake up in the morning and go, oh, I've got a bit of a sore throat, or or is it cold? Is it hay fever? I realised last week I've not been doing that. And this week I've gone, or I woke up today and went, oh, my glands are a bit up. Oh, I've not gone, oh, how's my head feeling? I've had a really busy week in work. I've gone from yeah. having a couple of jobs to loads of jobs. Um, my energy levels are all over the show. Not done that. So I've got to... Get the balance right. Yeah, get that balance right. And it's weird yeah. because because at one of, like, sort of, I've had a really busy week. <laughs> went out for a really short run on tuesday so my my sort of release is exercise as well you know you combining that sort of physical and and, and mental health um and and sometimes just need to say look it, it doesn't matter how busy i am i need to go and have that cathartic run or sort of yeah. chuck balls yeah. around in the gym or um I, I i'm gonna say this and i hope my trainer at my gym doesn't hear this um sometimes it's helpful to do burpees for my own mental health and i'll never say that again just so uh, <laughs> well i'll cut that out of this podcast mate because i just don't want that public um anyway <laughs> um, i did 64 burpees in gym shed the other night i've damaged my ankle can't run at the moment um but i went oh do you know what and um i actually told my my boot camp instructor I was going to do it because I used a naughty word in my last boot camp and I said as punishment I'm going to do it I think he thought I was going to say 10 I was like oh, I did 64 but emom every minute on the minute really boring on your own yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I, I'd never do a burpee unless somebody was shouting at me the word burpee to be honest yeah, I'd, ne I'd never do a voluntary burpee let's be honest <laughs> but they are good for you Hate so burpees, that, that's, nothing worse. that's good yeah, so that was um, part one of the interview with Sam and Amy. Now, Russ, you know the name of their uh, podcast, don't you? Yeah, I think it's Peering Through the Rabbit Hole. Yeah, so check out, make sure you check out um, part two of uh, Sam and Amy's interview next week on The Kindness Project. But I know they're on Spotify. If you just look at Peering Through the Rabbit Hole uh, on Spotify. And also, yeah. like that for the show notes when. Yeah, so when you check out the show notes for The Kindness Project on the website, you'll, um, you'll be able to find that there. Um, shall we get on with the end of the show? Mm -hmm, let's do it. <laughs> Tis the end. Of another podcast. Of oh, another podcast. Sorry, I just I found it on Google. It's peering at the rabbit hole just to make sure that you're I'd searching for it in the right way. Quick search on um, podcast. Uh, so certainly, certainly check that out and make sure that you're in a position where you um, you have a look. But the end of a podcast is never, never truly really the end. end. Because we've the always... end is always the beginning of something entirely new. Um, and we've always got that question that we ask every single week. Question of the podcast. And last week's question of the podcast was, what is it? What made you most proud about being in the country that you've 
chosen to call Alan. And we've got a few answers. Some of them, this question wasn't particularly popular, not as popular as one of our uh, more trivial, yeah, more trivial questions, but still pretty popular. David Bowley said um, he's proud of supporting England. Um, John Cook said, it's always been the fact that it's a country that anyone can call home, though my faith in that is shaken right now. I've got, I'm more optimistic than that. I think um, the outpouring of, of goodwill, um, as we spoke about last week, um, the outpouring of goodwill means that you know, there's more people doing good stuff than bad. Dave Forsyth said, um, I love the fact that as a small island, we regularly punch above our weight in all walks. Finance, sport, industry, science. The UK is either leading the way or up there with the best. Um, Clive Jelf, I would love my country more if we believed and looked forward more rather than wallowing in the past and, rejo and rejoicing from past glories. Um, and the, the I, I, I suppose that's a fair comment. I think being forward thinking and optimistic is probably the way to go. And Brian Hill, who I know um, is British, is English, but he's recently moved to Italy, he's just put, we won Euro 2021. Uh -huh. so he's proud to be Italian and on that it's the end of another podcast oh bye have a lovely week month, <laughs> year. have a lovely week month year um, I hope you're oh are we doing this finishing each other's sentences thing yeah uh, no hope you're having a good day a good hour good minute good seconds have a nice time bye 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 <laughs>